Hey folks, welcome to episode 146 of the FLW Podcast. Uh, Kyle and I still haven't figured out where we are. No idea. But we're somewhere in Florida, uh, and we're ready to talk a little fishing. Um, it uh, should be a good week. we got Harris Chain, we got a little Seminole to talk. Yeah. Um, we got a couple good interviews coming up with uh, Larry Nixon and Buddy the Gross. General. So, and the champ. The general and the champ. And also Mr. Megabucks. Ah, uh, yes. We're, uh, we're bringing that back this okay. week. Okay, all right. Because uh, two of the three consecutive Megabucks tournaments that he won... Uh, he won on the Harris chain. So, you know, we'll talk about that a little. But anyhow, we've got uh, we got some good interviews from registration for you. Kyle and I talk a little fishing, and mm-hmm. that'll pretty much be the plan. Sound, uh, sound good to you, man? Short, sweet, to the point. All right, well, uh, in that case, here's some interviews. Enjoy them. Kyle and I'll be back to uh, chatter on about fishing after this. Well, we're joined now by uh, Larry Nixon, the general, Mr. Megabucks. Uh <laughs> Larry, you won in uh, 1988 and 1990. You won uh, two Bassmaster Megabucks tournaments on the Harris Chain. I think you won at Gunnersville, like in between or the year after or something. Correct. You were on a roll back then. Not oh, that you yeah. ever got off it, really. Um, <laughs> but I guess, tell me uh, tell me back then, how were you fishing the Harris Chain? What, how did you catch them then? Well, when we was here, it was always pre-spawn, so uh, it, you kind of got had to do different things. It wasn't really looking at fish and wasn't sight fishing and all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, I, I'm a worm man that comes to the pads and the, in the grass and the lily pads, and, boy, I just figured out how to catch them every year to get into that finals. And, uh, of course, in the finals, you was trapped in Little Lake Harris for two days, and these guys couldn't go anywhere else except in there, and it was... It was like uh, you had to figure it out and fly by the seat of your pants, and uh, I was pretty good at that. One me four <laughs> of them megabuckses. Well, there you go. Yeah, I remember uh, when we were at Toho a couple years ago, I was watching Stacy King uh, fishing a worm real slow in the pads down at the bottom of that lake, like how Clawson, when he won that classic there, was catching them. And, I was thinking, man, that looks like something Larry Nixon would be good at, and I guess it probably is then. Well, that's one of my favorite ways to fish. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I've, in all the years of guiding, I've always found out that them clients, they didn't stay hung up if they worm fish. And not only that, we caught fish all day long instead of just having to worry about a morning bite and an afternoon bite. And uh, so a plastic worm became pretty important in my tournament fishing. There you go. Um, how... How are guys going to catch them this week? How has this place changed? What's different? Well, it's got a lot more grass in it now than it did back in our days. It's changed that way, and the grass has changed up a lot. And we're here mostly on the post-spawn, so that's that's kind of threw a new wrinkle in it that I've not seen. And uh, there's still enough bedding fish that I'm afraid that uh, guys that really like to sight fish could dominate this one, especially okay. on day one. I assume sight fishing is not so much your game, or I've never done any? it as long as I've been tournament fishing. I know how to do it, but you know, to be a good sight fisherman, you got to spend all day on the on the trolling motor looking for them. Yeah. And that's not me. That's hunting. That's not fishing. I like to I like to fish and figure out how to catch bass, not go looking for them with my eyes. I hear you. Um, as far as there being more grass, and I guess now there's a lot of different lakes you can explore and. We've got faster and bigger boats these days. Have you uh, have you explored the other lakes outside of Harris and Little Harris, or are you kind of stayed down like you don't want to go too far? Yeah, I fished three lakes. 
I'm not going to lock. I swore off locks about 15 years ago, so I'm not going to lock, and I'm going to fish on this side of all the locks. And, uh, you know, I, over the years, I've just got to where I, I really know uh, the lakes that's close, useless, uh, Little Harris, Big Harris. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I can catch enough to do any good in them, but that's where I'm going to fish. All right, well, knowing how you've been catching them the last couple of years, you'll probably catch enough to do pretty good in them. i got to say, I mean, it's I know been there, pretty good. I, I know there's plenty of good fish lives in them three lakes, and uh, I've got a couple little patterns going. I, it, it's probably not good enough to make the cut, but if I can get out of here with another check, I'll be happy. It'll be three in a row. There you go. You can't beat that, right? Uh, that's what I'm here for. I want to make the cut. And to do that, i got to be consistent, and as long as I don't have any bad explosions throughout the year, I'm going to make it. Yeah. Um, I guess, tell me about this post-spawn bite. Is it is it fishing offshore, like in some of those uh, big grass beds that are up off the bank, or is it just fishing a little bit different, still up shallow and tight? Yeah, the biggest problem with a post-spawn bite is you've got fish in all phases, and that really makes it uh, a little more difficult to put together a good string of fish you know if they was if the big spawn was going on right now everybody would go to bomb them but i feel like it's uh uh, there's fish shallow that you can flip there's fish shallow you can top water there's fish out in the grass that you can chatter bait or throw a spinner bait or a crankbait and there's bed fish they can do anything they want to this tournament so uh hopefully it's going to scatter everybody out and at least i can fish comfortably yeah, yeah. I would think that with all these lakes, I mean, granted, it takes a long time to get to some of them, yeah. but I would imagine it might not fish quite as tight as a typical Florida tournament does. Like at Okeechobee, it can be really chock full in some of the areas. Yes, you get a lot of people gathered up in certain places, and they, hopefully, yes, we've got, yeah, we got a lot of lakes, but there's really only two big players besides these local lakes here close. Uh, Griffin and Apopka can be a real, uh, real factor, but they're going to give up a lot of fishing time. Yeah. But if you can run down there in four hours and catch four fish, you're liable to have, or five fish, you're liable to have anywhere from 14 to 25 pounds, and yeah. that's why they're going to go, they're going to go lock out, uh, and they're not going to be that many boats do that. Yeah. Now, you said uh, you said you never sight fish. Did you? try and look at any at all or did you just say I'm not even going to bother with it I look I always look just out of uh, when, when I'm fishing yeah and you know I saw a lot of beds in places that uh, I didn't go in traditional bedding areas like canals and stuff like that uh, around boat docks and a little pockets and nooks and stuff like that I saw a lot of beds but I didn't see any fish on them really that's pretty I mean that's I guess we did have kind of that cold snap a little bit during practice I mean it wasn't warm and, and right it was sunny, but it wasn't just perfect Florida weather like it is today. That probably hurt it a little. The, the biggest factor here, I think, and, and there may be a big wave come in today or tomorrow and shock me because I know we got a full moon coming up Sunday, but the thing about it is is they never had a winter here, and there's been fish yeah. spawning here since December. And I think the biggest majority of the fish have already spawned. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it, Florida is one of them places that it's kind of undependable, and that's why I'm saying there may be a big wave coming in the next couple you of never days. Never know, yeah. Uh, but I, I just I'm not going to fish that one. That's not me. All righty. Um, I guess my last question then: What do you feel like we're going to see for a winning weight? Because you've been out there now, you've kind of 
gotten a feel for the lake over a few days? You know what it used to take, you know? I, I really think to... over four days, uh, it's going to take somewhere around 70, 65 to 70 pounds is my guess. Okay. Uh, I, I, th I really think somebody will catch some big fish the first day. Whether they can back it up every day or, or not, I don't know. But when the field gets cut down on Saturday and Sunday, if uh, you know if they've got some offshore fish that they can have to themselves and everybody else hadn't found, you know they're going to catch 17, 18 pounds. So I'm I'm guessing around 70. All right. Well, I like uh, I like the sound of that. I mean, more's more be better. But yeah. you know, 70 pounds is pretty stout for a couple for that's four a days lot, of fishing. That's a lot of weight. Oh yeah. But this is Florida, and we got biggins here. Yeah, all it takes is one or two bites, and you can really change a day. You can bop 20 pretty easy if you get a couple big ones. Yeah. Is your strategy when you're fishing in Florida is it to try and fish for just a few bites, or to try and fish for like a bunch of bites and assume that if you get a bunch of bites, at least one of them is going to be a big one? What's yeah. your my my strategy down here has always been numbers. Go yeah. through the numbers, and, and you're going to hook a big fish or two throughout the day, hopefully. And uh, if you do that, you've got a string. Yeah. And the main thing is don't have a bust, and because uh, this is uh, this is an eight tournament, six seven tournament season, and uh, that's always been the way I played the game. I don't go for the big ones. I go for numbers, and hopefully pick up a big one. You go for the numbers, you get your consistency, that's and then correct. you're there in the end. Numbers is confidence to me. The more I jerk, the more confident I am. Sooner or later, one big one's going to bite it. All right. Well, I tell you what, I hope you're swinging a lot this week, Larry. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. Joining us now is the freshly crowned Costa FLW Series champion, Buddy Gross. Uh, Buddy, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just getting ready for another one. It's not nowhere near as good as it was at Seminole. I wish I was back there right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you uh, you smashed them, and and I got them before anything because I covered the tournament. Um, and when you got to weigh in, I heard rumblings. You were saying you had like 17, 18 pounds. That's what I heard. <laughs> now, what the scale actually read was something more like twenty three. So why you got to say it? You Randy Haynesed me is what you did. Well, I wasn't really sandbagging. I was telling everybody what I had with a four that I had almost all day long. So then I caught my So it wasn't fish. really a lie. We were just assuming you were talking about your limit. Right. I, I wound up going back after we left each other, and I yep. did catch my, my another fish. But I was guessing my fish at 17 to 19, but I kept telling myself it was really 15, so I'd fish harder. So <laughs> I knew I needed 17, 18 to feel comfortable. Sure. And not really and truly I needed a 20. So I just kept digging and. And, you know, you see me a little bit. I got off my game just a little bit trying to catch that fifth fish, yep. and I finally just said I'm going back to do what brought me here. And I got back, and it wasn't long, and I caught it. Folded all my rods up, told my co-owner, I said, let's go try to find you some. So I just did what he wanted to after about 1.30. So. <laughs> but as long as we made it back, that's all I was worried about because I knew I had a good bag. So. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was, a, it, it was a cool tournament to watch. It was an awesome way that you won. And, and we'll get to the tour here in a second, but I want to know right now, you know, you went on Pickwick last year, you were fishing, you know, deep, and it was grass, and then um, the thing you did on Seminole, I think I think it took a lot of people kind of by surprise, because you basically, you rolled in, you just kind of did what your strengths are. Were you planning on fishing that way at Seminole? I was planning on fishing a little shallower that way, because okay. the last time I went to Seminole, you know, it was in May, not then, but... I'd fish further back in the creek, and the water was a, the depth's a lot shallower. So, and I had caught some in the trees, and I'm just hoping I could find some in the trees. But typically, I thought I was going to be flipping the whole time, and then the wind set in, yeah. and I just couldn't catch them on the on the flipping bite with the wind. But 
the face I was catching flipping were really better than what I was catching. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Like they I, were, it I was mean, a good one when he got bit. Oh yeah, practice was twenty five to thirty pounds probably, and I mean Gosh. I never hit in the same place. We kept moving. So I mean that fish, that lake has come on. I mean it's got oh, some yeah. giants in it. I mean I really had a good time. <laughs> I mean it was a lot of fun. Well, so you won a, you won the tournament. That was last Saturday. Um, you, I, I assume you slept in a little bit on Sunday before you got down here for practice? I did. My family came down, so I didn't want to just rush them back home after they drove that far, so I stayed. And that was the first time you'd seen them in like how four long? weeks. Woo. Four, four weeks. So this will be the fifth week being gone, so I'm glad they came. But, um, you know, I stayed till about 9 o'clock. I got up earlier than that, started packing the truck mm-hmm. up. Stayed about 9, they got up, and everybody's getting ready to go, and I just headed back out, so I got to – I guess I got to – I actually went to Popka first. Okay. So I went straight over there, and uh, I think I put in water about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So. Well, that's not bad. What terrible. I got yeah. a little bit, but I, when I got over there, I didn't like it too much, so I loaded <laughs> See, back up again. But. Well, the nice thing in practice, at least, is if you're trying to ex- explore some of these lakes on the Harris chain, it's a lot faster to just put it on the trailer and drive to another ramp versus trying to do it via boat. Oh, yeah, you can be five minutes from Griffin to Harris in the truck, and it takes an hour and a half to get there <laughs> right, by boat. Right, but, <laughs> Uh, I tell you, we, it, it, I came here f- to fish the you know the open here. Yep. And, I, so and you had, I had a good a, tournament. I had a good tournament, and I concentrated a lot on the lakes, but you know the Griffins and the Eustace mm-hmm. and the Harris. So I wanted to see the other ones in practice. So, sure. Uh, I had a terrible practice here. Probably <laughs> the worst practice I've had at any tour event yet. Ooh, so, nice. Nice. Uh, I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that I still got fish where they were the last time because that's all I've got. It's just to go back and fish some stuff that I know. Oh, okay. I can catch some little fish, but I'm not settled in enough to know if I got any quality. So I'm just going fishing. This will be the first time I'm truly just going fishing. Wow. So. Well, I, and I got to say, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything specific, but, you know, for guys like, uh, well, I don't know, like a Jason Christie in years past who's kind of been on a hot streak, you know, just fishing on the water, it seems to kind of pan out pretty decent for him. I hope so. I mean, that's my, I might, that's all I've got going for me. I'm just going fishing. I'm just going to put the. Put the rod in my hand. Good Lord, watch over me and go fishing. So I do feel like, um, on the note of just fishing, I feel like you've spent a a decent chunk of time in Florida this year, and b I mean you've just been on the water a lot. Do you feel? Um, can you can you tell when you're out fishing that like maybe things are clicking a little better than they have in years where you haven't been out as much? Well, things are clicking, and plus you're getting good fishing shape, so I'm not getting tired at the end of mm-hmm. the day. I mean, I'm actually, I mean, you can't tell. I'm not no bodybuilder by no means, <laughs> but at least I'm in a little bit of shape to go fishing, so it makes it easier on me all day long. But uh, the more I fish, and of course I guess all of us do, but the more we fish, the more in tune we do get. Sure. But I can tell you, I did feel lost this week, though. Unfortunately, I don't know really why but uh i'm not a big bed guy so i haven't been trying sure. to look at them i've been trying to stay off and fish my strengths but i still think i've seen enough to know that there's quality there mm-hmm. so i just got to get the right five bites so i'm gonna swing a little bit of a fence i'm, I'm actually swinging a little bit on this one so uh i'm gonna try something to try to catch some bigger ones and see if it works and if it don't then i'll i think i can go catch me a small limit anyway just enough to suffice well and the the cool thing and uh, we've said it all week in, in pre-tournament interviews and stuff like that is the harris chain is very not florida in, in the fa- especially lakes that the tour's been to before right uh i mean it's got deep stuff there's there's fish attractors in it there's you know local brush piles that have been dumped there's deeper grass 
Um, and it really, like, for a guy like you, I think, to just say you're going to go fishing, I think it does kind of set up fairly well for that. I mean, you got to at least feel a little comfortable, even though you know you're swinging, it was bad practice, that when I get out there, I might be able to find something that I really like. I think so. I mean, I found some stuff that I've not really fished. I've done a lot of looking and graphing this time. Uh I found some good stuff that I didn't want to fish. Afraid somebody might would see it because sure. I don't haven't seen anybody own some of the stuff that I'm looking at. And I can tell you, I stopped and made like two casts, and one of them was a good one. And I just left. I don't know what's there. That may have been the only fish sure. in 150 sure. miles, <laughs> but I didn't want to just give it all away in case it is a good place either. Right. So uh, I looked for brush. I know there's supposed to be a lot of brush, but the lakes that I picked to look for the brush, I found out today that there wasn't as much there as everybody <laughs> else was finding. So I picked the wrong two to look at. But again, I'm I look a lot. I look try to find something that nobody else would be doing and it's not easy to find there it's not easy to find anywhere something just completely off the wall but i did look <laughs> for three quarters of the day yesterday so well i know you know you mentioned fishing that open and uh, i know it's a little different time wise here sight fishing um you know a lot of guys were catching my beds when when you were down here back in january i think yeah, that I think was at the end of january um but at least you're one of the few guys that does have experience in a tournament on Harris, at least for you know among the among the pros. Um, does it will it fish small? I mean, there's a lot of water. It looks like a ton of water on paper, but I just don't think it spreads it's, out that it's well. It's not. Does it? It, it's going to fish small, and the ones that are are going to Griffin, they're going to be bunched up because there's only a handful of places that there's a big group of fish, and they are a big group of fish over there. But they'll be probably in that group. They'll probably be a third of that group makes the cut. Maybe. I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, of course, they opened up the pocket deal that we didn't get to do right. at the open, and I liked it. But a lot of people was in the area that I wanted to fish up there too. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a longer run than going to Griffin. It is. Yeah. Uh, it, but you don't have. Depends on how many goes. The lot's sure. a lot smaller, so I'm gonna hold two pe- two boats per lot. So Griffin holds nine. Right. So depending on how many goes, how that, the run's not gonna be bad. Is mm-hmm. if you get up there and you got ten or 12 in front of you that's where you're going to really exactly you could hit a traffic jam and there's nothing to do in that i mean when you get to that canal it's nothing i mean it's about like parking in a drive-through at mcdonald's i mean it's not much i mean it's just that but uh so that'll be the only deal i mean good boat numbers are going to dictate where people go in this first day i think i mean if if they get good numbers the guys that have been to these places it's going to take more time is going to go uh same way with me i won't go nowhere probably i won't lock nowhere if i'm a high number this first go you know first half of the day yeah, yeah. i might spend the second half going but uh All right. so boat number is going to be everything and i don't know where i'm going fishing at this point i'm just going fishing is all i can tell you well uh i think we'll we'll leave that there for the tour thing and before i let you go you got a meeting to get rolling to here in a second but the coastal series southeast division you're two events down you've top 10 in both of them well i mean one of them was a win the other <laughs> one was top 10 uh on okeechobee and the last tournament is on Chickamauga. How big are your eyes right now? Well, if there's one of the three that scares me the most, is it's that, that one. one. <laughs> uh, it's my, it is a home lake for me. I catch them good there, but that is my worst time of the year, no doubt. I don't. I'm a post-spawn or a very pre-spawn guy, yep. and they're going to probably be wide open bedding, and they're doing some different stuff with the lake this year. They got the lake way up now, mm-hmm. and they say they're not going to drop it, so that's not wow. common. Yeah. So that's going to change where the fish bed this year. So that's going to be a lot. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be set up for all the guys that's not been there. They're going to be better than what Fresh they Fresh eyes are going yep. to be a, a big factor. It's going to be a big factor. And uh, 
only thing I can hope for is lots of warm weather and a moon before we get there. So <laughs> maybe they'll all be gone. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good tournament. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a good time. They're going to catch them. Well, I'm looking forward. I don't think I'm covering that one, but I'm looking forward to see how it all unfolds. And uh, with that, before I let you get rolling here, buddy, uh, where can the folks listen to this? Uh, follow you on social media throughout the rest of the tournament season it's uh buddy gross fishing at, on facebook twitter and instagram so it's that that's it right now i'm working on a website this year pro so i'm hoping it'll be up soon so. and hopefully at some point we'll have gopro fish catches of you <laughs> catching fish whenever they whenever we don't have technical difficulties uh, but maybe it's just you. I don't know. You said you got a GoPro. You'll figure out how to run yeah, it. Yeah, if I can get it, we'll get it running. It's I less just... complicated than setting up your Lorances. So I feel like I feel like you can do that. I just got to get somebody to show me once or twice, and then I'll be good. But my Lorances, <laughs> I really love my Lorances. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for those, I would have never seen what I saw. So they have been my friend for many years. Well, we will see. Uh, we'll get to watch you put them to work this week, buddy. And uh, good luck to you, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right. And we're back. We are. Uh, I guess Kyle... We may as well talk about Seminole first, right? It, logically, it probably makes we'll sense. We'll get it out of the way. Uh, first of all, you are now up 3-1 to one in the uh, Costa Challenge. Oof. Um, uh, again, I had a terrible tournament, kind of. Uh, I took uh, Clint Brown, who finished third. He was my first overall pick. Very worthy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daryl Davis, who finished 87th, and Anthony Gagliardi, who finished 30th. Almost took Thrift. Should have taken Thrift. Although... Uh, I guess he's kind of he kind of burned me at Okeechobee's thing. Yeah, and at the time on the roster we had, he was not on it. Oh, really? I assumed he was on it. No, that gum. Which is why I didn't take him because I wasn't a hundred percent sure he was fishing it. I was, but I'm like, he fishes the southeastern division. Yeah, that's what he's gonna he fi- just, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked those three guys. You picked Cad Pro, Tony Davis, JT Kenny. Chad Pro made a top ten. Tony Davis and JT Kenny both in the thirties. You uh, won handily. So, congratulations to you. Woo! I feel like last year I got down big and I had to kind of climb my way back. You did rally. So, uh... It could happen again this that's year. What I'm, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for another second half rally. Or, well, even a first half rally When, when those good. northern divisions kick off, that's when I feel like you come on strong. Dude, I gotta try. I gotta that's your, try. That's your deal. Um, anyhow. So, tell me about Seminole. You were down there... Uh, you watched Buddy Gross actually fish a lot. I guess we heard from Buddy Gross some, but right, we we what, went over uh, it a little. In we kind of know that we kind of know that scoop. But give me the Seminole scoop. What happened there? How Ryan Thrift catches fish? How did he finish second for the third time in a row? Yeah, that was pretty pretty nuts. You know, the big thing with Seminole is, uh, it, I mean, there was a big cold front that came through right when the tournament starts. As as it seems like with all FLW events, uh, the bottom fell out weather-wise, which was not good uh, for yeah. a lot of spawning fish. There were a lot of fish on Seminole that wanted to spawn, and yep. there were fish spawning. Clint Clint Brown caught them spawning. Uh, Nick Jeter, another local top 10 catching spawning fish. Uh, Roger Beaver, another guy who does well on Seminole, also caught some spawning fish. So they were there. I think the big thing that held up maybe even some bigger bags than we saw was the water started dropping a couple days before the event. Not a lot. And it doesn't fluctuate a ton on Seminole. But it's it pretty did, steady lake, usually. It did drop like a foot, maybe a little more. It kind of depends on who you ask. Uh, but that's big time. You know, when those fish are setting up to bed, and all of a sudden the uh, the ceiling starts coming down on top of them, they don't like that. They don't like nope. that one bit. Not at all. And the, uh, and the cold front, I mean, it was... 
80s during the week leading up to it, and during the tournament it blew out of the north 15 to 25 every day and was like in the 60s for a high, lows at night down in the mid-30s, upper 30s. So um, I think that kind of held it back a little bit. Guys still caught them pretty good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Buddy Gross had two bags over 23 pounds. So I mean, he averaged over 20 pounds to win, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he had I one mean, day. His worst anytime, day was 17 pounds. Like, Seminoles are kind of late, which one interesting thing about that. So usually the bottom falls out of the fishing on Seminole mm-hmm. as the tournament goes on. Because those sure. fish don't respond to pressure well. No, and and a lot and of the that lake... wasn't, and that was the case for like some guys. Yeah, but it wasn't the case for Brian Thrift, and it wasn't the case for Buddy Gross. I mean, they kept catching them. No, and if you look at it, Buddy Gross was in an area that had fish, like staging to go spawn on a sandbar, but also that were done spawning. Yeah, and just hanging out eating shad. So it was like the perfect mix of big ones coming and going kind of thing. Pick um, up that time of year and just be ready. Right, and Thrift, uh, you know, he he busted a huge bag on the final day, 24-something, I think is what it was. Uh, yep. Had Buddy Gross shaking his boots a little bit in the at the weigh-in tank. Now, Buddy knew he had a big bag, but, I mean, still, it was like, dang, Thrift, because Thrift said he had 22 pounds. And when he says you assume, if he has 22, you got to assume he's got, like, 30, right? Right, yeah, like, that's what <laughs> Rob Newell and I were covering it. We thought for sure, like, oh, man, Thrift's going to win it. We don't even have, like... We had one photo. Rob saw him for like five minutes in the morning before he ran up the Chattahoochee River. And uh, Thrift, as Thrift does, like he's so good at dialing in the bite as the tournament goes on. Yeah. And the sun came out. It got warm. The wind kind of laid off on the final day of the tournament. And Thrift goes up, and he's punching some shallow stuff. And he caught like a five-pounder. And he's like, well, that's weird. That's pretty shallow. And he looked around, and he's like, well, there's some other shallow stuff. Maybe I should throw a frog. So he picked up a frog. And, I mean, it was, like, four-pounder, five-pounder. Like, that's where he boated all of his weight. Just off of, like, hey, that bite was pretty shallow. Maybe I'll maybe I'll throw this frog at it. Because he always pretty much has a frog tied on in a tournament like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's how he went to doing Brian Thrift things and came up short again. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's happy he's making money, but, gosh, it's got to sting a little bit. I'm sure. It does. He, I, asked I don't think it. he'll tell you that it does. Nope, that's exactly I right. I bet that it does. I, I just, I, I. There's no way it can't. I mean, you're, you're you're getting good points, like especially on the tour, you're getting a really good paycheck. I mean, almost sixty over sixty grand in two tour events with his two sixty places or second places. Yep. Uh, not bad. No, but yeah, not it's bad got, at all. It's got to sting just a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. But that was a cool event. I like Seminole a lot. I would. Oh, it was a hold, super cool place. I've never I'd, been on the water there before, so that was really fun and so slightly scary. I wasn't, I wasn't downplaying the stumps, though. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's it legit. is gnarly. Like, and, and not even, you know, some places where you, you get outside of, a, a, uh, I don't know, other lakes that have kind of a channel mark through some, some creek arms where they're standing timber. Yeah. And you got, like, a little leeway if you get outside yeah, like the channel. Yeah, like, you feel like you can see where things are and kind of, like, roll around and run right. in the middle. I mean, Seminole is literally, you get outside the boat lane. You're hitting stuff. And like an inch, and there's stumps, you know, the size of basketballs Coming just sitting like there. an inch below the wall. Right, just waiting to punch holes in your fiberglass or rip lower units off. Or Yeah. No, that lake, that lake is one of the few lakes where you can get outside of the channel, and it can be by accident. And it can be in a part of the lake that might not even have stumps. Oh, yeah. But you're still afraid. 
Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, really? Are you sure we should be doing... Because <laughs> you can see the sandbars. and you, I mean, it's not just stuff. It's sandbars, and there's yeah. there's other, there's other random, like, huge trees that are pulled up on the sandbar, and you're like, well, if that thing's there... Where well, else what, could it be? Yeah, what else is going on? It's only four feet deep, you know, on a lot of those outside the channel. It's pretty shallow. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a gnarly lake. It's wild, but great fishing. Yeah. It's got big ones in it. Yeah, that's it was for cool. Sure. Tons of beautiful cover. Oh. It looks, it's one of the best looking bass lakes ever. Super bassy. Like, you've got all that hydrilla, you've got cattails, you've got stumps. Uh-huh. Like, it's basically bass heaven. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, there's hyacinth. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, oof. It's just amazing. everything. Laydowns, yeah. Oh, man, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Anyhow, um, I guess let's go ahead. We got to talk Harris. We're here. So. It's Harris Chain. Um, we, uh, we put up... Today on FLWFishing.com, sort of a lake tour. And I want to kind of start with that. Oh, yeah. Good good idea. Um, and I in the in the lake tour, you know, I kind of, we mapped out how long it took to get to places. So, it gets an hour to get to Griffin. It's like about an hour and like 35 or an hour and 25 to get to uh, Apopka. Uh, it's 15 minutes to get into Eustace. 35 minutes to go from takeoff into Dora. I mean, it's a... We got a lot of information there. We burned a lot of gas to do it. Spent yeah. some hours idling, but it's cool. Um, I guess my question on that is, Are you? do you have a feeling for where we're going to see a winner come out of? Like, which of these ten lakes is it going to happen in? Um, or even, like, what do you think the composition of the top ten is going to be when it boils down? You I know, definitely on feel the like... final day, where are guys going to head? I think... I think there'll be two top ten guys come out of Griffin. Uh, maybe three. Uh, it depends on how many decide to go up there. There's definitely a lot of fish. The bite's good up there. That's you know been yeah. no secret throughout practice. Now, I got a question about that because Chris Johnston was talking to me. He was saying that, you know, when you think about how many fish got brought out of Griffin mm-hmm. in that open, and, of course, fish are going to get brought out of there every day. It's mm-hmm. not like it's... like. People aren't really dumping fish into Griffin at the same rate they're dumping fish into Harris. Even, there was a uh, big bass tournament. Yeah. And I don't think they're dumping them back into Griffin. You know what I mean? Right. So, do you have a feeling, like, one where, like, I don't know. I just, I question how much Griffin can sustain this pressure. Because it's gotten, these last, you know, from that open to that big bass tournament to now this, three days of hard practice on the lake. Like, I worry a little bit about whether it's got the juice but yeah i don't i don't know if you can necessarily win out of it i think it's got enough fish in it to carry someone to the top 10 there there seems to be especially that offshore grass there seems to be some spots that if you because the thing is it's it's fairly shallow and there's spots you can get out there and put your poles down and just make the same cast over and over and over again and i think you could actually protect yourself a little bit because technically if your poles are down and your trolling motor's up yeah you're anchored Yep. So now competitors aren't allowed to get within. So you can kind of, I think, guard your some of those fish a little bit to an extent. Fair enough. And at least, you know, to a day three. And then obviously, um, you know, I think if you make it to Saturday and you're fishing up there, you won't have as many people up there with you. Now there will probably be some locals, right? But I, I think, and there's enough other stuff, not not even that offshore grass. I think there's, there's I think there will be fish caught spawning every day all over the channel. Yeah. Not I, just in Griffin, but I think... You could do it in Griffin, right? You could you could go up shallow. You could flip some pads. Um, there's some canals and like the river. You could go look in. 
the what's the marsh that uh emeralda yeah yeah you could poke around in there yep that's a, i think i mean i, I think wouldn't be surprised that area you... is where uh, hunter shyrock did so well in that open yeah and it's a really good looking area like i don't have you been in it yet i have not you're probably not going to get a chance to go in it Probably but not. when you do, you're going to be like, man, there should be fish in here. <laughs> it looks great. It's some of the best looking water on the lake. Yeah, I think uh, whoever makes it, whoever makes the top ten in Griffin won't probably be doing the same thing every day. Yeah. They'll be moving around within the lake because it's a big pond. I mean, there's a lot going on in there. There's docks, there's kissimmee grass, there's pads, there's cattails, there's offshore grass. Uh, I mean, it's just endless amounts of things you could do. And... All With right. big ones moving up daily, oh, yeah. I think it'll be... Do you th- My next question, do you think that we're going to see... Because I agree with it's going to be... Some guys will make the top ten out of Griffin. Yeah. It could be one out of Griffin. I don't really... I'm not really willing to say where it's going to be one out of. I don't, yeah, think, I don't... I think it's too much of just a... Too too messy, to be sure on that. Yes. Or to have really any good idea. Like, at Champlain last year, I could have told you pretty fairly, like, I think there's... Bet, bet the odds are it's going to get one up north just because of how bad the south end was fishing sure. then. Um, and, like, I think, you know, well, Kentucky Lake's dumb, but, you know, you could say it's odds are it's going to get one on the ledge. Yep. We knew that. Uh, I don't know. There's there's events where you can say, here's what's probably going to happen, and you can be right a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think this is one of those where we can pick lake-wise. But, no. Um. Top 10, do you think anyone makes the top 10 and is fishing actually in Apopka? Like, they've gone through the lock and into the lake. Um, I'm going to say yes. Okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I think that if it is someone who's fishing in the lake, they're probably a local or something. Or they've got some experience on it prior. Sure. Because it doesn't look good. The lake itself is just, it's a mud hole. It looks bad. You can see like two inches in the water. It doesn't look pretty. The canals around it, though, are juicy. Are looking good. And some of them you can go through the lock and access. Some of them you can access before you get to the lock. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see some, if we see a top 10 come out of those canals. And that would be probably a spawning fish deal. But like, I think that area could have some juice to it. Granted, it takes a long time to get there. Yep. That sort of thing, but it could happen. Um, I guess one other question while we're on it. Yeah. Bed fishing. Does this get one sight fishing? Man, Does the winner catch sight fish or not at all? I don't know. I, I definitely think... I think that might play a bigger factor than we thought they would coming into Just because of the weather, the moon. It's like right. it's setting up really good yeah, for a sight yeah, fishing bite. I think, no doubt, especially by... Uh, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. Dude, I can see a lot of fish pulling up tomorrow. Yeah. Gene oh, Reese no is like convinced that we're going to see the biggest bag of the tournament tomorrow and that it's going to be sight fish because it was so nice today. It was not windy. Yep. And that tomorrow it's supposed to be the same thing. Yeah, like it's warming up even tomorrow. You know, there's going to be, there, there are going to be guys who catch a big bag and they didn't even have those fish marked. They just started to look. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah, I Whether that can sustain, it's tough. Yeah, I don't think it'll be one site fishing, but I think the guy that wins will probably be doing, might have a like an offshore thing going in the morning. And when the sun gets up, they'll have like an afternoon deal where whether it's, you know, 
fishing through pads or something like that, but they're also looking. Yeah. You know, like they're looking while they're throwing a swim jig or a frog or something like that. And then they're like, oh, look, a six pounder. And then they sit there, catch it. You know, but I don't think it'll be a solely um, everything that's weighed in by the winner is a sight fish. A bedding. Yeah, a bedding. Okay. Yeah, that's almost impossible to have happen. Yeah. I mean, but I do think that, I think you're right that we might see a stronger sight bite than we kind of originally anticipated. It's, it's sounding a lot like it. Because I, I honestly, before this tournament, I was like, well, I mean, there's a moon, there'll probably be some fish, but it's been so dang warm down here. Yeah. Like, there's no way there's that many fish left but, to spawn. And then you hear John Cox went and he burned up two sets of batteries every day. Yeah. That, well, if John Cox is doing that, if he's looking he that knows hard, what he's doing. Yeah. He thinks that this is a real thing, you know? For sure. And if John Cox thinks it's a real deal, then he better watch out because that man can catch a bass off a of bed. <laughs> right. And, and the amount of guys that found spawn it, like, big ones on Yeah, that we heard practice, about. that Like, like seven and eight pounders yeah. or bigger. Yep. Um, that may not, they weren't. They may not stay, stay, or maybe they'll come back. Right, and, but just that thought that those big ones are like, oh, it's go time. Yep. That that to me makes it seem like it's going to be a little bigger factor than we had, than I for sure thought last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I think it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do we have any other things to talk about on this lake? Like, I feel like we kind of hit a lot of stuff on it. I think we did. Um. I mean, we've talked for about twenty minutes. We got some interviews. You know, we got some we got some juice. Uh, odds that Mark Rose makes it three in a row. Oof, I'm gonna say slim, twenty percent chance. I'm saying less, just because, not really because he couldn't do it. And honestly, I could see Nothing him catching him impossible. offshore. But like, dude, there's so many good fishermen in the field. You got. Pro- I, well, I there got were so a- many good fishermen in the field at I Travis know, and Gunner. I know. I got a good feeling about John Cox in this derby. I, I really, a... I really do. I don't know. I'm. He's he's never even sniffed a win in Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know he's he's had no, he's think, had quality finishes. As, as he's got checks, but yeah. it's a. Gosh, if he did it, whew, I'd be impressed. Who's leading angler of the year after this? Brian Thrift. I like it. I guess I'm saying that Brian Thrift beats Mark Rose. If Brian Thrift went won this tournament. I wouldn't be surprised. If he finishes second, I would. that's what I expect. <laughs> At this point, that's all we can expect. I, I just assume he's going to finish second in every derby. <laughs> uh, everything we have, second place, Brian Thrift. Just yep. pay him at registration. Yep. Um, gosh, it's been, a, it's been a weird season so far. It I'm has. looking. I feel like this is going to be kind of a weird tournament, too. I love it. Uh, but it's fun. I it's, love it. It's a good, it's a good deal. It's, it's a good time. Um, I guess that'll do it, right? I think so, man. Cool. Well, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in, as usual. Um, FLWFishing.com is the place to be. FLW Official on Snapchat. FLW Fishing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I can't think of any other places. Um, FLWFishing.com on the weekend, uh, 8.30 to 12.30. Live. Live. Watch them fish. Watch them fish. Uh we got pretty good service down here, so I think it'll work pretty well. I think it should go pretty smooth. Uh, pretty good chance you're going to get to watch someone who is a sight fishing expert work on a big fish on a bed. Yeah. Like, really work. Like, you're going to... There's a decent chance you're going to get to see John Cox, you know, work on and then catch an eight-pounder mm-hmm. on the weekend. And, like, that's not something you get to see every day. I would encourage you, if you've got the time... 
go watch. It's gonna yep. be. I think it's gonna be really good. It's our third. It's our third tournament doing it. Second tournament that everyone's seeing. It's gonna be probably even better than the first one you saw. Yep, you're gonna wanna uh, whatever airplay it to your TV. However you can. Yeah, get it can... on it. Get it on a TV. If you're out fishing, maybe bring an iPad with you. You know. Yeah. If uh, or just uh, burn through some phone battery. Mm-hmm. You know, bring a charger, burn yep. through some data. I'm, I'm telling you, if I was home right now and I was gonna watch it, like I'd have it like a little Super Bowl party. I'd have some snacks, some hors d'oeuvres. What kind of snacks? Well, man, I'd probably have some sort of assorted cheese and meat platter. Okay, I uh, like it. Maybe some crackers, maybe some chips and dip. But then oh, I'd also grill some stuff. Maybe get you some some sort of meat assortment. The thing is, it's in the morning. Yeah, I think what you should the do. Day. I think you should start out with breakfast. Pancakes, pancakes, waffles, sausage, bacon, waffles, eggs, uh, maybe a little fruit. Yeah, gotta have fruit. Maybe some bananas. You could have a mimosa to start the day. Ooh, now we're talking. I was gonna say I would definitely probably have a keg of chilled uh, adult beverages. Yeah. So what we're saying is have fun this weekend. Enjoy yeah. it. Uh, it's like daylight savings one of the days, so you're gonna need to be aware well, of it that. Is. That's what Hannah told me just on the car it. drive back. I'm, not, I'm gonna it, Google it. I think I it might happen it. on Sunday. I think it might be a thing. Wait. So we lose an hour. Yeah, but it's going to be lighter later, which is what I care about, because then I get to fish after work more. Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, folks, thanks for listening so far. It's uh, been a fun little deal down here. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here, and then it's on to the next one. Yes, sir. So, uh, Kyle, pleasure as usual. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. See you.